You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show here. Uh, Mike Callahan live on the Simple Growth page this week. Uh, my co-host Cody Owen could not make it due to a um, all-team meeting over at Service Autopilot. So I'm running the uh, SA Weekly Talk Show here live on the Simple Growth page. What we're going to be talking about here is the five steps to automating your service business. So whether you're in home cleaning, lawn care, pest control, or any other service business, I'm going to go with the five main things that you really need to look at before you go in and automate your service business. And then if time permits, I'm actually going to dive in and open up a few flow charts to show you uh, each step of the way, how we went and scaled um, a business of seven figures and well beyond using automation. So basically going from 100 hours a week down to three to five hours a week to an absentee owner at 30 days at a pop. So the first thing we want to look at here is the five steps to automating your service business. And then I'm going to show you how you can take those five simple steps and things you should look at when you're going out and um, making the choice to either buy a CRM, a customer relationship management software, or an ancillary add-on automation service, whether it's built in right to the software system like it is in Service Autopilot, or if it's added on as a secondary service um, or basically platform. So we're gonna go through all the pros and cons, my steps of what I did in my business and how that worked. Um, first thing I wanna bring up before we really dive into that is if you are a follower of the SA Weekly Talk Show, um, make sure you check us out. We are on Spotify. Uh, iTunes and all the other major podcasts. So if you can't catch us live all the time on Facebook, um, search simple growth, all one word uh, on Spotify, iTunes, and all the other major pod, uh, podcast platforms. Uh, traditionally, the SA weekly talk show with myself and uh, traditionally co-host Cody Owen is live every week at 1 PM Eastern, 12 PM central. So uh, that's what we're diving into today. I want to say what's up to uh, Arnold Perez is first live stream. So what's up, brother? If you have some questions along the way, feel free to drop in the comments and uh, we will answer them live for you. But uh, without any further delay, I'm going to pop open the screen here on the stream. If you are listening live in the podcast, uh, totally fine as well. Um, you will be able to basically handle this without uh, the visual. So, and as always, if you ever, if there is a visual on the podcast, you want to check it out. Um, always, you can check it out on the Service Autopilot Facebook page, as well as uh, our Facebook page, the SA Weekly Talk Show, where all of the SA Weekly Talk Shows are located for either uh, video or podcast on your major podcast platform. So diving into it, I really want to talk about the five steps to automating your service business. So whether you've gone in uh, headfirst in the deep end without any swimmies, or you're kind of still considering like, should I jump into automations? Is it the right move for my service business? Um, the first step is to start simple. Find something that is useful, small and measurable and pro, uh, track the time savings. So the place that I would recommend that most people have the most bang for buck ROI return on investment is your estimating process. So they say that 80% of all sales are one on five or more follow-ups. So if you're not following up at least five times, you are potentially leaving 80% of the sales in your service market area uh, that you, you service. Uh, to your competitors. So we're going to go in and show you some examples. But first step number one is find something useful, small, and measurable 
and be able to track the time savings and the return on investment. So how many sales were won before this process, how many were after, and how much time is it saving if we had to do this in a manual process. So um, as the old saying goes, don't try to eat the whole elephant. We want to bite off little chunks. Um, and that is probably the best example and um, advice I could give you is always start simple when you're going out to automate your service business and create something very useful, small, and measurable in a process and time savings. Step number two is document all your workflows. So look at all the possible outcomes. So um, in the later uh, the episode here, I'm going to go into how we automated our employee recruiting and training onboarding system, our sales process, and then repetitive task. And lo and behold, those three things, sales, employees, and repetitive tasks, are basically the three main growth hurdles to breaking that million mark and beyond. So we want to create a predictable system for your business to scale to a million basically seven figures and beyond without the business owner being a slave to the business. So step number two, when looking to automate your service business is document all the workflows. So look at all the possible outcomes and you're going to see in our employee process, we are looking at the perfect solution first. So someone fills out an online form or calls our office. Uh, we set up the interview. They fill out the app or we fill out the application. I'm sorry. So they set up the interview. They fill out the application. We set up the interview date and time. They show up, they go through the interviewing process. Uh, we go in and onboard them through uh, tax documents, employment contracts, and handbook. And then we do a, a series of training that's all automated and tracked. Well, that obviously on a very high level seems like the perfect execution from start to end. But where things start to fall apart here is what happens if the individual doesn't show up to the interview or what happens when we hire the individual and they quit or get fired. So we want to document our workflow to the most perfect outcome and then all the things, not if they're going to happen, but when they happen, how do we account for that in an automated workflow? So that was one of the biggest mistakes when I first started automating. I, I assumed in my head as I took a blueprint and built out a flow chart of the automation before I built it, that everything would go in the sequential perfect order. But obviously, life and business, especially the service business, doesn't happen perfectly. Step number three, we want to go in and document the ROI. So that is going to be your return on investment. So will it improve the growth uh, success in the revenue growth? So is it going to have a good return on investment for the growth of the business to scale and bottom line revenue? So we don't want to grow a business that's fully automated and just taking off like a rocket. But in the meantime, revenue is or profitability is dropping. So we want to be able to go out and document the ROI and what are those key features and functions we want to be able to track on that. Next is we want to estimate the time savings. So for instance, um, in our sales process, I'm going to show you here and talk about in a few minutes, uh, this process that I'm going to outline for you saves anywhere from about 30 to 35 hours um, and most businesses up to a million and about 35 to 40 hours from a million and beyond. So all the repetitive tasks and manual things that a person would have to do in the office, this is a time savings and it also saves time of having to manage it. So we're not trying to take workflow or jobs away from people, but we want to be able to put your people in your office on the hottest, most qualified leads and the biggest return on investment. We want to estimate the cost savings. So what if we didn't need that um, baseline admin to do all these repetitive things that just could be automated, but we could hire them and get them to go out and close more sales and upsell jobs and create more profit in the bottom line. So we estimate the cost savings. 
of paying someone not to do those things. And then really the last thing you want to do is estimate the time to create and implement the automation. So whether you're building yourself or you're hiring a company like simple growth to do it for you, um, we want to go in and, um, look at what is the timeline and what is that cost? And does the cost outweigh the savings of time and cost? Uh, 99.9% .9 of the time, if you automate it, there is a time savings and a financial cost savings. Um, and we're seeing some people's profits grow 25 to 50% um, on average by being able to do this. So step number four is double check your security. So one of the biggest things um, in my business is automations and CRM functions. So customer relationship management software. So you're scheduling, you're billing, you're invoicing and automations. If you're running multiple platforms, it can lend itself to security risks. So uh, in the early days, we had a separate automation platform. We had a separate uh, scheduling and billing platform. We had a separate survey uh, platform. We had uh, and several different other ones um, as well as QuickBooks. So as you continue to add pieces to the puzzle, your security um, basically will deteriorate. So we want to know where added security can be added. So using maybe a product like uh, LastPass, where all the passwords are secured in one area in the management where the owner can manage those and where can we consolidate to make your systems and software more secure. So we're taking five or six software platforms where we're having multiple system chaos, double entry, multiple passwords and consolidating them all in. So this is one of the benefits that we found when we automated on service autopilot is that service autopilot automations were all already included in our CRM or customer relationship management software. So not only did we have our scheduling, billing, emailing, and, and credit card processing in there, but now we had our automations platform and automations could securely tie into different statuses. Like a credit card was about to expire. An invoice was overdue. A crew just left for a job and it was finished. So they can automatically send a text out to the clients. Uh, all those things are very important. Um, and how can we consolidate to double check that security and lock lock down that machine? And then step number five is Think long-term. Um, and this is one of the things that, that my company ran into when we originally bought our first CRM is that our business scaled so quickly that we basically hit a glass ceiling and we couldn't really scale past the system. The system was great up to that point, but it had limitations. So will a CRM and the automation solution that you're choosing scale with your business? So you really want to avoid uh, a cheap piecemeal solution where you've got automated email, um, You've got, and I won't mention the names, but there's several out there, just cheap email solutions. You've got a, uh, an invoicing solution, and then you have a scheduling, and then a billing solution, and maybe a survey solution. So really what you want to be able to do is consolidate in whatever in, uh, solution you choose that it will um, not only scale with your business, so you don't have to reinvent and create those processes again on another platform. So one of the biggest issues we see when we work with new folks uh, joining Service Autopilot is uh, a lot of them didn't look ahead to see the business they could, or software they could scale into. And they started to hit these implementation roadblocks far as they couldn't implement more things into their current software. And then when they moved to SA, um, it's basically an all-in-one solution. Um, and there's also uh, different tie-ins to different softwares like Martha Woodward's uh, quality-driven software, also known as QDS. So um, even if it's not internally in the software, being able to have the ability to scale into a product like Martha's QDS software for um, going out and surveying for quality is, is a great added benefit when you're going to 
look at a software platform. So does it have everything internally you need or does it have some plugins uh, like Martha's QDS or SendGym where you can add those different pieces when you need them? So those are big things that I would look at when you're looking at a CRM or customer relationship management software. So next thing we really want to look at here is how does this all play into a service business? So, hey, Mike, this sounds really great, but how would I go out and automate my service business when I'm just starting out? Or if I've already dipped my feet or toes into this automation water um, and it's not quite working out the way I thought or I kind of need some guidance, this is what uh, the remainder of the SA Weekly Talk Show is going to be touching on. And like I said in the live version here, I'm happy to answer any questions live here at the end of the um, session. But um, quick background story on this, if you haven't heard it, um, basically my lawn care and snow removal business in upstate New York started it uh, in high school, worked my way through college, had several crews, and the business itself um, revolved around me as a single point of failure, ended up causing a divorce, and I went out and found a automation platform to help basically take my life back from my business. And in that process, um, we started out just like in the five simple steps we've outlined already in the SA Weekly Talk Show here is that. We took a very small measurable thing of following up on estimates and it was measurable and trackable and that was a huge ROI. And then we just started chipping away at all the little pain points. So if you haven't seen the SA Weekly Talk Show, just a little background on myself. Um, if you're wondering, you know, who is this guy and, you know, why should we listen to him? Um, been in the service business, lawn care, snow removal over 25 years now. Uh, now the founder of Simple Growth, where we go out and help uh, service businesses automate their businesses now. Um, somewhere between three to 4,000 hours, probably closer to 4,000 plus hours of creating automated systems um, in my service business alone before we even created um, a product to help other folks build automations um, on service autopilot. Uh, I had invested over $150,000. That's right, $150,000 going out across the United States and Canada and even me reaching out to a gentleman in Brazil um, and finding the experts in each part of automation. So whether it was text messaging, lifecycle marketing, uh, upsells, estimate follow-ups, whatever that was, we went out um, pretty much on a, an international search and found the expert and paid to fly to them or remotely and sat knee to knee with them and built these systems out. So everything I'm going through here um, is literally were the battles in my lawn care business to go from 100 hours a week to an absentee owner. And if you take this, what I'm about to show you here in the next few minutes, um, as little pieces that can be instituted in your business in an automation platform, uh, these are the keys to success. Everything I'm showing you was never built to resell or share. Um, and it's kind of my personal uh, mission right now, as well as the mission of Simple Growth to help service business owners take their life back from their business. And this was the roadmap that I took in my business to build a business that uh, did not revolve around me and eventually uh, get acquired and allow me the ability to start Simple Growth. So uh, without any further delay, we're going to kind of dive into what a fully automated service business looks like after you kind of tackle the first five steps we've gone over today at the SA Weekly Talk Show. So what we're going to be looking at is um, the first thing that you want to do when you're creating a full sales process. So like I said, in one of the steps, we want to go in and roadmap or blueprint the automation. So if you're doing this yourself, this is what it looks like. If you end up working with Simple Growth, this is actually uh, the turnkey process that we provide for our clients, but not looking to sell automation platform here. I'm looking to just pay it forward in the mindset of abundance and show you literally how we did it and lift the hood. 
And if you need some assistance, obviously simple growth is here for you um, on a done for you solution. Um, as you're looking at this on a high level, um, we've built this out in three different versions, one for the North, South and Southwest complete with about 130 to 140 marketing documents that are turnkey um, that people can update. So as you're building it out, a full scale system, no one in the right mind is going to break out 130 to 140 marketing documents. That's why you want to break it up in little chunks, but at full scale to give you an idea, that's what it looks like. You're looking at about 130 to 140 marketing documents pre-built with content that you can customize. Um, but the point of this essay weekly today is to show you what it can look like and how you can actually do it yourself if you want as well. So the first thing you really want to do is tackle your estimate request for your website. So if you are using service autopilot, uh, version two or version three forms are going to work. Uh, we're in the process of pushing out version three forms for our clients and the version two or version three form, as you get into version three and SA is going to create duplicate checking. But the idea is they hit the website, they request an estimate, they select the services they're interested in. They're automatically entered into service autopilot, no double entry, and it alerts somebody that the estimate needs to be done. If they come from the office here, we go in and use the office entry form in V3. It automatically creates the lead and duplicates the service address into the billing address with no double entry. Um, in addition, we're going to be tracking how they heard about us. So if they come off the website, obviously that is going to be... Um, signified as a lead source of the website. And in the bottom, uh, your office would be trained to say, hey, how did you hear about us? So was it a door hanger? Was it from seeing your truck? But the idea is the system now foundationally in the back end outside of the automations is set up for uh, reporting. So how many leads came from each source? If there was a marketing paid advertisement behind it, what was the cost on average per each um, lead? And then what was the cost on average of each closed client from each marketing source? Now we can go out and build a sales machine as we dial in our automated process. So going out and growing the scale of business isn't as tough anymore because really it's just a math game based on percentages. So for an example here, if Mrs. Smith hit the website and she's interested in either a lawn mowing estimate or say a, a home cleaning estimate, um, she's automatically now entered in the SA. And the first thing we do is fire off a lead letter. And these are the five or six main reasons why your business is different and why people would want to do work with you and not your competitors. In addition, we've tied this into a product called Send Gym. So you can automatically send this lead letter, hard copy in the mail, in an envelope that looks hand addressed. So it's something physical of emotion when the person gets it in the mail within two to four, probably two to four business days. Um, but it's that reaffirming and that emotional connection. But we want to go out immediately through the email at a bare minimal and list the five or six reasons why our service business is different than our competitors and why they would want to do work with you. So once again, we're breaking down and overcoming any of the sales and price objections and creating that higher perceived value. And right along that, before the estimate here, or in conjunction with the estimate, we want to go out and educate. And this process is called life cycle marketing. So I'm going to make some other videos on this as well um, and podcasts for the life, uh, the SA Weekly Talk Show in the coming uh, months here coming on life cycle marketing and why it's important. But we've taken this life cycle marketing and before the estimate or in conjunction with the estimate, we go out and educate the consumer to the specific service they're interested in and educate them how to do it as a professional. So we're creating a higher perceived value. You're not the one person show with no insurance and not a professional. You are the expert in your market and this is how you do it to create that higher perceived value. In addition, 
We also recommend going in and updating the documents um, that we give you, or if you're building it yourself, you want to overcome those sales and price objections again. So do I need to be home to have the service done? Is there certain insurance I should be looking for from a contractor that performs this type of service? So once again, we're creating a higher perceived value to charge the highest price, and we're shortening that sales cycle um, to shorten that up. So at this point, we've submitted an estimate to them. Now, obviously we try to close them over the phone, but if we can't close them over the phone, we want to go out and um, email that estimate out. And once that estimate is submitted, it automatically triggers a process that I call 20 days to close. Now, if you've been in the SA ecosystem, you've probably heard a lot about 20 days to close. A lot of people um, are really excited about this process. It's revolutionized a lot of the businesses. Um, but what 20 days to close is if you're building it by yourself um, or you know creating something of a process similar to it is the secret to success here is it follows up on each and every estimate till we get a yes or no answer over a period of 20 days. And it's going to go through multiple communication channels. So it's going to go through an automated email, automated text messaging, and a phone call. Believe it or not, yes, we're going to suggest you make a phone call. That phone call comes into a to-do or basically a task, and it would be assigned to a specific role, such as a customer service rep or a specific person with a deadline for accountability. It comes complete with a call script, so we standardize it. Call Mrs. Smith. It's been three days since we dropped off her weekly service. Uh, for mowing or home cleaning, whatever that is, here's what to say. She says the price is too high. Here's to over how, how to overcome that sales price projection. And then the most important part, in my opinion, is on the bottom, it says, if they become a client, do this in service autopilot. If they don't become a client, do this in service autopilot. If they're not sure if they're going to hire you or not, do this in service autopilot. So what we've done is created a predictable workflow that can be delegated and managed by the business owner without the business owner having to do it themselves. So if you're watching this or listening to this and saying, hey, Mike, that sounds great, but I'm definitely not making phone calls. I don't want to talk to them. I don't have time. That's okay. We also tie that automated phone call into a product called Send Gym again. We do a thing called a ringless voicemail bomb. And this ringless voicemail bomb automatically hits the cell phone on file and looks like a missed call. And it leaves a pre-recorded message. But unlike a robocall, it literally is a message from you, the business owner, or somebody in your office saying, Hey, Mrs. Hey, we just left a, uh, sorry, I missed you. Um, wanted to leave you a voicemail. We left off an estimate with you three days ago, which the timing is perfect based on the automation. Call and see if you have any questions on that estimate. If you do feel free to call us back at this number or accept the online estimate. What we're doing is creating a personalized, meaningful message that looks like somebody from your office called at the exact time the recording says it is. So one day or three days, we've created a automated but personal follow-up via phone. Now, at this point, we obviously hope we win the estimate. So our one process kicks in. And this is our, we like to call it our welcome and wow. And this all happens automatically for you. Everything here except literally sending the estimate and making those phone calls if you elect to have those. But the one process kicks in. We automatically fire off a welcome email. It looks like a personalized email from somebody in your office. And it links to a PCI compliant credit card form. So if you want to get that credit card on file, we automate that process. And this is going to acclimate your consumer what to expect when working with you. Now, we also dive into a process of 30, 60, 90 days. And this is a quality control follow-up. Um, runs very nicely along Martha Woodward's QDS because it, it isn't a survey. It looks like a personalized email going out to the person. And it literally stops in and says, hey, how's the service going? Want to touch base? And basically, you're going to find out in a home or lawn care example that, 
hey, maybe the guys and girls are doing a great job mowing the lawn, but they're forgetting to blow off the back patio. Or a lot of our home cleaning customers will tell us we'll get something back like, hey, the girls and guys are doing a great job cleaning the home, but occasionally not wiping down the tiles in the master bath. So what we're doing is we're tackling those little cancellation issues before they become cancellation issues. Now, you may be wondering, what if it's a one-time service they start out with us? Well, that's a good question. What we did here is thinking about one of the other top five questions is what's the perfect progression and what's the other things that could happen? Well, obviously not everybody's first time they sign up is a reoccurring service. So we build the logic in the automation. So based on your services in service autopilot, this is built out to follow up 30, 60, and 90 days for all reoccurring services, only one time for a one-time service. Next thing we did is we created happy holidays. This is all your major US or Canadian holidays. And we've created a pre-written uh, little blurb that educates the consumer about the holiday. And then we wish him a happy holiday. Next thing is newsletters. So what we've done is segmented our database in um, the software. Newsletters go out to everyone in your database, leads and clients and even canceled clients. And what it does if you do it right, in my opinion, is we are educating what they need to be doing in their yard or home a month in advance. So if you're in the lawn care industry, a good example in late fall or early winter is educating them around ornamental pruning, the proper cuts, the timing. And by the way, we're here to help with a little one line at the bottom if you need some help. So it's education, the soft upsell. A great example I see in home cleaning is right before the holiday season. Uh, we go in and talk about proper technique and procedure for cleaning out stoves and fridges with a soft upsell. So we're education with a soft upsell. That's everybody in your database. Now down in the bottom here, leads slash clients, that's monthly promotions. So let's say we wanted to have a special promotion for leads that haven't become clients or special communication to just our customers. So by segmenting this database in the middle of the month, we're able to go out and have a separate conversation based on lead and client and not alienate the others. Now, the last thing here is uh, we used to call these over here, the loss process. And uh, they were called service automations. And originally what we did is we bucket up all your loss estimates, your canceled services and renewal per service. And we would go out and speak specifically to all the people who had lost an estimate for say lawn mowing, anybody who canceled mowing and anybody who needed renewal or reminder in our Southern states when you go year round. What we've done as of about the last 12 months is we've actually turned those into upsells. Now the service automations, if they're applicable in your business and it fits, we still have them. If you're going out to build these yourself, I recommend the upsell. And what the upsell does is it goes in and bases it on some logic in the software, such as Service Autopilot. So if they don't have it scheduled or they haven't accepted it, um, say, let's say lawn mowing, it automatically sweeps out and upsells that process. So what we saw in the spring uh, when we did this upsell with a lot of our clients, same exact thing pretty much that I saw in my company at Callahan's um, before we got acquired was that we would get probably 70, 80 estimates in the first few hours of dropping the first communication of three in the upsell. And most clients are seeing anywhere from 25 to say 35, even $40,000 of added additional one-time or recurring revenue based on these upsells. So what we've done is um, streamlined five of these upsells based on different timing of the year. And then uh, if you ended up working with us and help, we help you do it, we actually dial it into your market timing and uh, get you those three upsell documents. So it's a, it's a turnkey proven solution. But if you're building your own, you wanna be aware of the buying cycle. When's that pain point? So if you're looking at fertilization, weed control, um, how do you hit the early adopters that, that wanna buy before the pain? And then how do you also overlap it with the pain point of the first weeds popping when the phones blow up in the spring? So the idea is the upsells, you really wanna get ahead of that 
and pre-sell it before your competitors start marketing. Um, but we, we figured out a good methodology to kind of tackle both at well there. So that's our sales process. Um, and I'm going to show you some quick examples of what we did as making these things personal, but automating them. So the client really didn't know they were automated. So this is called our quick follow-up. Uh, a few years ago, this is right out of my email inbox. They had 496 emails that were sent back as reply to, not even sent out in one month um, in May. And what we found here is this is the actual email. Um, if you can't see it, or obviously if you're on the podcast, you can't um, obviously read this. I'll read it out loud, but it basically it says it's a plain text white email and there's no logos or anything branding on it. But it says, hey, Stacy, I just want to reach out, see if you have any questions regarding our estimate. If you want to see, want me to save a spot on the list this season, just let me know. Have a great Saturday. And it, secret sauce really is down at the bottom. It looks like it's sent from somebody in the office's iPhone. So it seems really logical and obvious at this point that um, this would work like this. But this is the winner of 12 to maybe 15 versions of this email. We tried multiple paragraphs, pictures, video links, logos, you name it. Well, it's pretty obvious now if it looks automated, most people tune it out. But if you make it look personal and meaningful, there's an emotional connection and people respond. Uh, lady wrote back that she um, loved, loved getting the quotes out so quickly. Going to talk it over to my husband, get back to you as soon as possible. But I love the business practices and all the information you provide up front. Stay, be in touch soon, Stacy. The information from your short-term nurture and your lead letter are going to provide more value for you to charge a higher price and have less sales objections. Uh, as we're flipping through, I want to show another example of this um, email. but person wrote back that, hey, I'm um, looking to get my lawn organically fertilized now because I have a puppy and don't want any toxins in the yard. So without this email, at this point in the game, we were pumping out probably 1,100 to 1,200 estimates a month in this really condensed sales season in the Northeast. So obviously, there's no physical way my office could get back to these and make these personal connections, uh, but the automation did it for us. And these are some of the successful things of that ROI shortening the expenses and creating better growth with return on investment. So those are the things in the first five things we talked about in uh, the five things you should look at before automating your business. These are all the things that um, we looked at and then tweaked and provided a really positive outcome. So the next thing we're going to look at here is employee systems. So what happened to my business is we grew so fast, we almost literally went out of business. And the reason why we almost went out of business is we could not find enough employees uh, to get the work done based on the rapid growth. So what we did is we basically took a sales pipeline, flipped it on its side, and automated our employee recruiting, training, and onboarding, and now even in Spanish. So first thing we did in uh, what we do for clients of Simple Growth is we create a hosted landing page. It would be posted on your Craigslist, Indeed, or Facebook, and we create an office entry form. Um, and both of these drive into an online application process. So once they fill it out, they're automatically entered into the software program, such as Service Autopilot, and we fill out this English or street Spanish um, application. Obviously, uh, the textbook Spanish didn't convert as well. Once again, it seems very obvious now, but uh, these are the things we refine through the process. So let's just say Joe is the applicant. He goes through this online application process, English or Spanish, and he gets through some of the, the uh, minor hoops we put in there just to make sure he's qualified. So what happens is now Joe uh, is ready to go and a to-do or task is set up for someone in your office to call Joe to set up an interview date and time. Now, based on the size of the organization, this can be a pre-screening um, of ranking the applicant A, B, and C. And if they're an A and B, maybe they make it to the in-person interview. 
Um, or they can give you, everybody can be let right to the interview. But the idea is we're screening, we're setting the interview date and time. The automation, once it's entered into the master employee form of date and time of the interview, the automation is going to go out and actually fire off an automated email or text. I'm going to recommend text the day before and the week before the interview. So this is a great place to add in some homework. So if the lawn care um, applicant or the home cleaning applicant needs a driver's license, we can drop them down with some information to go down to the local DMV and request that they get a copy of their driver's abstract for a few bucks. And if they show up, you, you refund the four or five bucks for the abstract. But the idea is now they've got some skin in the game. And I will tell you what, uh, pre-COVID, I was just at the DMV. And if you've got the time to sit in the DMV, um, to get that driver's abstract. You're probably pretty interested in this job. So as we're driving in, the next process here is literally uh, creating a standardized interviewing package. So whether it's live over Zoom, on the phone, or in person, uh, we created a process of five or six standardized questions we ask every applicant. And the idea is, uh, if you've ever heard Jonathan Potoshnik of The Lawn Care Millionaire or founder of Service Autopilot or co-owner, along with John Caldwell, Jonathan talks about stacking the virtual bench. So this process is built around stacking the virtual bench. The automation um, is assuming you're going out and interviewing several times a month and we're building that bench. The automation will prompt you or your office to rank the applicant in an A, B, and C fashion. And we basically created a uh, saved searchable database inside Service Autopilot and where you can go in and say, I want all my A applicants from say the last 20 days. And it gives you a glorified hiring checklist or really what it is is a qualified labor pool. So if you're looking for the candidate you need when you need them, it's too late. Um, this process automates that screening and uh, that screening and creating that virtual bench for you. Now, once again, as we talked about the five things you should look at, we have a no hire process um, or like a no show or firing process. So we account for that. Now, if we're taking the ideal process of hire, we're going to drop them into a two to three part introduction to company culture. This is going to go over that mission, vision, values. And this is what we found in my business um, is that our newer millennial workers uh, weren't necessarily just satisfied by a good paycheck. They needed to be aligned with something better. So whether it was community service or what we stood for, or things we gave away to veterans, um, that started to create a culture and a buy-in. And instead of getting a season or two out of these individuals, the key individuals we wanted to keep, we'd get three to five good seasons out of them. So obviously it's not perfect, but it's better than reinventing your crews each and every year. We create some consistency with um, that veteran bench. Next thing is automated tax document collection. So it goes out to three attempts to get the W-4 on file. Um, and basically, Culture and tax docs goes up to three attempts after third and final attempt. If the individual doesn't hit the deadline and get that in, a task or a to-do comes up in your office and alerts the person that should um, interact with that and lets them know. And actually, at this point, we recommend you fire Joe if Joe didn't fill out his tax docs because what we're going to do is screen them out online before they get to the interview to buy time back. And then once you hire them, but before, I'm going to repeat, before you hire them, we onboard them, indoctrinate them, and run them through basically some timing tests with deadlines to get their culture training done and their tax documents. Now, when we go into the, we call it the level three area in green, what we do is now, if it's an administrator um, it hire, we run them through a online automated video training series of 36 videos and six bundles. And we literally go from lead acquisition all the way through scheduling, fulfillment, billing and drive them through six modules of testing. So what would normally take maybe a month or two for somebody to get acclimated, we can get them acclimated in seven to 10 days through this process. In addition to that, once we figured out the office, we said, well, wait a minute, 
can we do this in the field? And what I would recommend is getting a small tripod, kind of like the one behind me, if you can see it here, from Amazon, a smartphone and a wireless mic for about 100 bucks. Go out in the field and create low production videos. It doesn't have to be totally over the top, a million dollars, but videos of your guys and girls or yourself um, modeling the process. So um, we want to train the trainer and then um, train the employee with the trainer on the video. This way we standardize our process and you have a turnkey solution. So if you ever go to sell your business, you fall, fall ill. Um, the business can run probably 95% of the way without you having to be there. Um, it's never perfect, but this is the idea of creating your own little franchise without franchise fees. Following thing after this is we want to create an automated employment contract and handbook fulfillment. Um, so if you're working with us for legal reasons, obviously we don't provide those, but we give you a mechanism to track what should happen uh, when it should happen without you having to babysit the process. So now we've tackled our sales machine. Now we've got a process to bring in and recruit and train and onboard employees in a systematic way. Maybe you got 15, 20 employees. What happens traditionally is the business owner gets sucked back in to a full-time daycare. So what we built out is a process I like to call repetitive tasks. And repetitive tasks, what it really does is it takes all the things that the business owner manager needs to tell people what to do, and it tells them what to do on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually basis with instruction and a deadline. So I'll get into the details of that. So we take the owner's head or the manager's head and we delegate and automate. What we found is there's seven core areas of business that can be automated um, inside an automation platform. And they are sales, customer service, scheduling, billing, office manager, maintenance, and owner. Um, so what we do is we delegate even to the owner ourselves, all the things we need to be doing every day, every week, every month, every quarter annually to buy time back. So what we've got here is an example of some of the things we've automated in this repetitive task flow. Um, these are about 38 or 39 that we include in our repetitive task automations. But if you're building your own, these are some great ideas. So a real basic example is let's just say we had Dave, the sales guy, his job was to uh, go out and do all his estimates and make his outbound follow-up calls. So at about five or five 30 that evening, if Dave didn't do his job, the automation would either email or text message Dave, letting him know he didn't do his job. He needed to finish it. And it would automatically escalate it to the manager or owner, depending how you set it up via text or email, letting us know Dave didn't do his job and it causes a human to jump in. So we've delegated the delegation of the task with instructions with a timeline, and if they don't happen, it pulls a real live person in to manage it. So another great example is when I was at uh, GIE uh, a year or two ago, the gentleman running my lawn care business had to winterize all the spray tanks. So in the Northeast, the fertilizing tanks will freeze, obviously, because it's cold out. So they certain things that need to happen, uh, you need some different products like RV fluid to, to run through the pipes. Um, but what happened is uh, Paul that ran the company got a repetitive task thing that was due within, I think, a week or two when he got it. It included the manufacturer's video, his shopping list of materials times how many spray, uh, spray units we needed, and a deadline. So by the time I got on the plane uh, leaving Louisville, if Paul had not finished this or he had delegated and made sure it was finished and completed in the system, I would have gotten a text message alerting me that I needed to actually go out and manage the process so the tanks didn't freeze. We had a catastrophe on our hands. So these are some of the things that can be tackled um, in the automating of your business. So first thing you really want to look at is your sales process, then your employee recruiting, training, and onboarding, and then repetitive tasks. And as I've seen in my business and many of other businesses, 
Those are the three main hurdles to break a million and beyond. And if you broke a million and haven't automated these, these are the things that are sucking you back in and causing absolute chaos in your business and your life. So if you have any questions here on the SA Weekly Talk Show, I'm happy to answer them here for a few more minutes. Um, make sure you check it out. We have um, the SA Weekly Talk Show on all the major podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and all the others. Uh, just search Simple Growth, all one word. It's right there for you. And um, the SA Weekly Talk Show Facebook page, all of the uh, live recorded videos are also on that Facebook page. So make sure you like that and get your notifications when we go live. Coming up next week, or actually the next two weeks, uh, we've got Krista Mutenberg of um, uh, it's a lapping, her, her lawn care company. Uh, she's going to be live on the SA Weekly Talk Show. Um, and then as well as we're going to have Josh Latimer, of uh, former owner of Automate, Grow, Sell, and Send Gym. Uh, we're going to be talking about his new ventures as well and how to grow out and scale a service business. So next two weeks, Chris Mutenberg and uh, Josh Latimer are going to be joining us here on the SA Weekly Talk Show. So if you have any questions, comments, how to go out and automate your service business, I'm happy to answer them live here. But a quick overview of the things that I recommend looking at before you go out and uh, automate your service business is step one, start simple, find something useful, make sure it's small and measurable and be able to track the time savings. So I would recommend an automated estimate follow-up is traditionally the biggest um, game changer there. Step number two is document your workflows. Look at all the positive things like the exact perfect flow and all the negative things that may happen along the way and how do you handle that? Uh, just like we talked about the employee recruiting, training, and onboarding. Document your ROI. Will it improve your growth, success, and revenue? Um, and estimate your time savings, your cost savings, and create uh, and the, the time it'll actually create to implement the automation. Uh, Scott's got a question here regarding HOA and commercial work. So I'll answer that in two minutes here, Scott. Um, next thing is we're going to double check the security. So how can we consolidate our different pieces of software to minimize the different logins and breaches? And then once we've done that, how do we use a product like LastPass to um, completely secure the uh, logins? And then think the last thing is step number five, let's think long-term Will the CRM, customer relationship managed software, and automation scale with your business? So make sure you're choosing a platform that will scale to where you want your business to go. And don't piecemeal cheap solutions in here because that's where we're going to find that um, it may work in the, the short term, but you're going to have multiple system chaos, bad messaging, and then eventually you're going to have to recreate all the things you've done on those little pieces into one platform. So Scott has a question. Hey, Mike, does this work for selling HOA commercial clients only? Um, also, you say... Uh, you set this all up. So Scott, yes, we do set this all up. Uh, my lawn care and snow removal business up in the Northeast, uh, when we automated from day one all the way through, had a mix of commercial and residential. Um, so yes, we we sold $70,000 to $80,000 uh, HOA contracts up to several hundred thousand dollar HOA contracts and commercial on this. So um, it absolutely works. Now you may want to change some of the marketing content. Uh, Lipinski, I believe it is, up in the Northeast. Um, one of the biggest companies that Brickman bought out here in their latest acquisitions, probably the last five to 10 years, uh, did the same exact things, uh, not necessarily automated, but manually um, in some of their marketing content. They, have it they had it live on their website, but it was interesting. They uh, adopted a version of lifecycle marketing that we've automated to educate around those things. So. Uh, we're talking about the biggest pain points and like some different things that the property managers should be doing. So one of the big things that helped us out is uh, we would send out those monthly newsletters, but we would talk to the HOA um, 
board or property managers. And one of our property managers was a little green, um, as far as not a lot of experience. So they love that content, um, of what the things they should be looking for in, in the future and why they should be doing those properties. And in addition, we had a veteran property manager that, um, Lisa, that was great, but, but a lot of our content reminded her that she needed to get some of those bids out, uh, when things got crazy and she forgot to get them out, um, before everybody else to get the best contractors in the city. So, uh, yes, absolutely works for commercial, uh, HOA as well as residential. It's all how you present the content, uh, the marketing content. Yes, we do sell and set this all up. And we provide about 130 to 140 uh, marketing documents complete with, I'm going to say, air quotes, vanilla content that you would customize to your commercial or residential client base. So Scott, great, great question there as well. So as we're finishing up here in the SA Weekly Talk Show, uh, if there's any other questions in the live uh, Facebook version right now, feel free to drop them in the comments section. I'm happy to answer them live here or in the recorded version. A uh, quick reminder, we've got Josh Latimer and Kristen Mutenberg coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, SA Weekly Talk Show, 12 Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Mike Callahan and my co-host Cody Owen will be back uh, next week, right back on the Service Autopilot page. But uh, for some reason, Cody can't make it. We'll be right back here on the Service Autopilot page. So make sure you like the SA Weekly Talk Show Facebook page. You can get alerts when we go live, just to remind you. Um, and I'm going to keep this open here for another minute or two if there is any other questions. But if you're going to scale your business and automate it, uh, really the things that you want to look at is creating that sales machine. So your automated, um, sales process is that the first hurdle I would tackle. The next is going to be your employee systems automating and then your repetitive task. And those are going to be the three care areas. Um, now obviously some other areas that you may want to look into that we find a huge time savings is, um, Overdue invoices, so credit card on file, about to expire, um, and creating an automated process for collection. So we've done all of that as well. In addition, we've got two other automations that um, we provide to the folks that do our level three sales. Um, and the interesting part is that um, a lot of people really want to automate this, but they haven't connected the dots yet. So I'll go into them really quickly. The first one is be there, been there. Real tongue twister, but it's be there, been there. And uh, the I idea here is that we want to communicate with the residential or commercial client when we're coming to the property. So when we dispatch it, we let them know we're on our way. Interesting thing is the uh, home cleaning company that actually cleans my personal home uses service autopilot automations that we built for them at Simple Grow. And I actually get a text message when Marguerite is coming to the home to remind me to, to get the uh, key and everything else ready for her and when she's coming. And when she leaves, within about five to 10 minutes, I get a text message, even if I'm at home, that she's left the property is done and the door has been locked. So be there, been there is a great automation that is available free of charge uh, that we put out to our, our level three clients. Um, and it's just alerting that we're going to come and we're alerting that we've left. And if you want, you can turn either one of those on or off at your leisure. The other one is NPS to social review. And I really like this one um, because what we've got here is it's net promoter score to social review. So we go out and survey the clients, whether it's a manual trigger or automated certain time bolts, but it goes out and um, surveys all your clients for a net promoter score. It's one to 10. Um, and one is obviously the lowest, 10 is the best. So nine or 10 is a promoter. Nine or 10, if they do get that, the person doesn't know we're screening them. But if they get a nine or 10, we actually push them out to a social review, Facebook, Google, Yelp. If they're an eight or below, we kick them back to the office. So here's the thing that's really interesting that most people don't realize. Um, 
when you're automating on a product like Service Autopilot, we've actually figured out how to do reporting in automation. So um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but if you are listening to the podcast or live on the Facebook uh, here with the Essay Weekly, we are going to be going out and having a, um, a huge Facebook Live for all our clients and anybody looking to work with us um, and show them that how we crack the code of reporting on automations. And now 20 days to close that automated um, pipeline is going to have a visual report in the back end of Service Autopilot, as well as NPS to Social Review also has a visual report of a pie chart of your net promoter, uh, detractor neutral, as well as below. We've segmented them all with their comments and an ability to follow up um, on those people to get them from neutrals and detractors up to promoters. So huge, huge, huge uh, coming out next week or two announcement we're making. We're getting ready to uh, launch that and install that in uh, everyone's uh, SA instance at no extra charge to just as a good value add to drive things home. So Scott uh, says he'll reach out growing fast and need some advice. Scott, absolutely. We're here. Um, we're here to help. We're in the mindset of abundance. So if even if some questions and guidance, we're here. If it's something that we offer, if it's a good fit, um, we're happy to do that as well. So once again, we'll see you again next week. SA Weekly Talk Show coming back at you with Mike Callahan, Cody Owen back in the seat, uh, co-hosting, going to be back on the Service Autopilot Facebook page once again. Make sure you like the SA Weekly Talk Show Facebook page so you don't miss an episode. And if you're out and about, uh, as most of us are in the service industry, check out our podcast within 24 hours every Friday. The podcast is back up. Uh, those are on all your major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and the other. And starting sometime next week, we are going to be having a giveaway. If you are subscribing to the SA Weekly Talk Show podcast, uh, how to win a free Facebook Messenger Estimator bot. Uh, free setup and a few months free um, service and updates. So that'll be huge as well. So we'll see you again next week. SA Weekly Talk Show, Mike Callahan signing off uh, for Cody Owen, who's not in, and uh, Josh Latimer and Kristen Butenberg coming in the next two weeks. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.